Ludwig Sinitz, the founder of our company, left us with a mission. To focus on people, their learning and growing. In the Mindtastic podcast, we want to explore what learning and growing means at TGW Logistics Group. And since we believe that everyone is naturally curious and wants to learn from others, we are here to support that journey. The show is hosted by Tina, your average, curious, passionate TGW employee. That's me. Hi, everyone. Listen to the trailer if you're new to the show and want to know what to expect. Or join Tina on her journey of lifelong learning, because curiosity never stops. And neither do we. Hi, everyone. I'm Nicole Clark. I'm a general project manager at TGW, and I'm here to take over the podcast today. Oh, no, definitely not. I'm not going to let you take over the podcast. But I love your introduction, and I'm so happy you're here today. What was your first thought when I asked you to be part of this podcast? I was and still am very excited. I think it's such a great idea to start this podcast. Why do you think it's a great idea? I think it's a great idea because when I first started, we didn't have something like this. So I didn't have these great introduction of each role here at TGW. And it's always great to be a part of a new opportunity here. Is that typical for you that you like joining new initiatives and jumping for a new opportunity? Yeah, I'm always really excited to be a part of a new opportunity, especially here at work. That's so great. I love to hear that. I like people who are like, yeah, I'm open. Let's try something. See, also, I already know that I'll be learning a lot today because until recently, we've done a few episodes that focused on jobs that are part of the sales phase. You, however, are a project manager for realization. The word itself implies that you are making something a reality. Can you explain in more detail what's the purpose of realization? Yeah, it's exactly what you said. Making a concept that was sold to the customer a reality. And so basically what realization is, it's the execution of what was sold to the customer. So we start from a simple design and add the details What are important goals, responsibilities for realization? Our goals and responsibilities are to follow everything that was sold to the customer. Basically, what those three things are, are to follow the scope that was sold. And what that means is we have to follow exactly the idea and everything that was in the contract sold to the customer. And with the scope, you have to make sure you're on schedule of what was committed to the customer And basically what that is, is that we committed a time to the customer that we would hand the system over to them and we need to meet that goal. And then last, you need to make sure we're on budget. And that's exactly what it sounds like. We need to make sure that the project is staying under budget or on budget to what we, we sold to the customer. Great. Tell me a bit more about which departments are involved in that process and the realization process. As a general project manager, I'm involved of every step of the realization process. But mm -hmm. with that, there are different phases and different functional groups. And basically mm -hmm. what happens there is we start out with project engineering and they add the detailed design of what was sold from the sales team. Then they make sure it goes through manufacturing 
everything is what the customer wanted and get sign off from the customer. It's then handed over to controls and software engineering where they make what was sold a reality. They add the PLC code, they work with the customer on their what software they want, etc. And after all that, once it goes through manufacturing, that's when we start mechanical installation. And that's exactly what it sounds like. Whatever we ordered, we install. It then gets passed to electrical installation, which wires up the system. They add wiring, they add any electrical equipment needed, etc. They then hand it over to our controls engineering team. They make it happen. They make whatever we installed a reality and make sure that the system is working as intended. They then work with our software team who pretty much implements what the customer wants and adds customization. So they really work with the customer's interface to make everything that happened before them what the customer wants. And then after all of that's done, we do our testing and we hand it over to the customer. Wow. <laughs> that was pretty complex. I paid close attention, so <laughs> I'm trying to summarize that a little bit. So it starts with project engineering, then there's manufacturing where you produce what we need, then controls and software engineering, mechanical installation, electrical installation, controls engineering, some other software team gets in there, and then in the end, testing and handing over to the customer. Exactly, yep. That are a whole lot of people, a whole lot of teams, and a lot of handovers, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, it sounds pretty complex. And as a project manager in realization, you hold everything together. Or how do you like to describe your role? Yeah, I think that's a good way to explain it. We really just oversee everything in the realization group and make sure that we're having a smooth handover from sales first. And then, like you said, we're making sure that we're handing it over from each functional group smoothly and making sure that everyone is involved. My role as a general project manager is about 90% communication. And with that, it's not just that I'm communicating, it's making sure that everyone's communicating properly and communicating to each other. Because one thing could affect one functional group, and sometimes you don't realize that it could affect another functional group. So you just need to make sure that everyone's communicating together to make sure that everyone's on the same page at all points in the project. You just pointed out how important communication is. Can you say a bit more about that? Yeah, so communication is the biggest part of the project, not only internally, but externally. A lot of the time on these projects, you're not only managing the internal TGW team, but you're also having to manage the external team. Just because TGW is a very, very small part of their building, doesn't mean that it's not a big part. Sometimes we're 100% of the customer's building, sometimes we're 10% of the building. It really just depends on the project, but in order to make our project successful, we also need to make sure that the customer is making it successful. Oh, that's so interesting. I wonder, doesn't it take years to be able to realize a fulfillment center, especially if we're talking 100% TGW involvement? It's like the whole fulfillment center we're building. So I wonder how much persistence, endurance do you need in your role? Absolutely. I mean, like I always say, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. 
an average project is, I would say around 1.5 years. And you need to make sure that the job is getting done, but not working everyone too hard and burning people out. There are days when problems keep adding up and you need to remind yourself mind over matter. Let's fix this one small problem, then fix another, then fix another. Eventually you'll solve all the problems at the end of the project, but you need to remind yourself it doesn't happen overnight. I find it really inspiring how you put that, like focusing on the small steps, what you can do today, what you can do tomorrow, do that and then improve step by step until everything is done. Like that's a very wholesome picture, I feel like. Yeah, absolutely. Tell me, what else do you need to be able to do a good job as project manager in realization? I think there's a couple of different things. One is team building. Every single person on the project plays just as important of a role as the other person. We want to make sure that they're doing their job well, but we want to also make sure that they're enjoying doing their job. I want to make sure every person on the project knows that their job is just as important as the person sitting next to them in the office. And it's just as important as someone sitting on the job site. We all have different qualities and expertise, but it doesn't make us better than someone with a different mindset. The second big thing is the environment at TGW, and that plays a big role. Seeing your management support your decisions is crucial. It reminds me that I may have a different idea as someone else, but that doesn't mean my idea is wrong, and it doesn't mean their idea is wrong. It just means that we have different opinions how to get to the finish line and do the best we can. That's such a great way of putting it, doing the best you can, how everybody might have a different idea how that looks, but that you need to figure out how are we going to do it all together? What are we committing to doing? And that's such a great way of looking at it. I love how this is a big part of your job, like finding the overlap between the different ideas that people have and say, hey, I'm doing my best. You're doing my best. We try to figure out what is the best we can work together here. Right, right. Really great part of your job. I like that. If you think about other project managers in realization or colleagues you have, what do you admire most in them? I admire everyone's drive to do a good job and represent the company with integrity and passion for their work. I've noticed the difference between TGW and other companies I worked at before this is that everyone at TGW is always willing to help. I can go to anyone on my team and know that there will be support. I can go to anyone on any other team and know that there will be support. Everyone just always has so much passion to help others and make the projects go successfully. How amazing that you can trust that people have your back. Yeah, it's great. What else excites you about your job? I love that we're part of such a niche field and we're growing worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good way. Such a niche field. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, almost every person you know either shops online, shops at a grocery store, or orders things online from both. Those products couldn't be delivered without a company like ours. Yeah, but still, so in daily life, it's just invisible. You don't really think about all the things that need to go into it so that you can order online, right? Right. I know. It affects everyone. And you just really don't think about it all the time like that. Yeah. It's cool that you find that exciting to work in the hidden part of that and making it possible. 
What would you say has your job taught you so far? Patience. <laughs> As I said earlier, these projects can take years. When you start a project, you don't know all the obstacles that you can run into until you actually run into those obstacles. It takes time to work through issues and deliver the best project. You learn something new on every project. No matter if you think that you've conquered all those issues, if you know how to prevent them, you will run into something new. You take lessons learned from previous projects and make sure you grow from them, but it will never lead to a perfect project. Also very nice to think about that, that projects are just so different. They're not, it's not a standard. It's not the way you can think about it, especially as part of the Mindtastic team. I love this learning and growing visible in your job and the way you think under that slogan about your job. Okay, so now that we talked a little bit about your job, there is something else I'd love to talk to you about. Because Intralogistics is known as a very technology-driven environment, but also as a very male-dominated industry. How do you experience that as a woman? Working as a female in a male-dominated field has not only made me grow so much at work, but has also made me grow so much outside of work. It's made me realize that mm -hmm. I need to not take things so personally and not let the little things bother me. It's also made me appreciate female relationships in the workplace so much because they're going through the exact same experience I am. It's taught me that it's okay to be feminine in some ways, and it's also okay to be masculine in some ways. It's taught me to be myself. And the biggest thing of all is that it has also taught me if a man can do it, I can do it. Except maybe some heavy lifting. I'll leave that to them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So much to unpack in there which I love, by the way, especially the thing about celebrating female relationships in the workplace and like connecting to them and be like, hey, we share an experience here. Let's talk about that and learn from each other. But also the way you thought about how working with a lot of men sometimes can lead to being a bit more masculine because you want to fit in and maybe be part of the group. But at the same time, you can conserve your femininity and decide when is the point where I want to fit in and might show my more masculine side and when do I want to be more feminine and that could be a strength because it delivers a different perspective to a group that they might not see or that could improve or might be something that they're missing so far. So I really love your reflection on that topic. Oh, thanks. Yeah. No, it's it's been great. It really has been. And I guess to my point, too, of saying things are feminine and masculine, it's almost like I've kind of dissociated even those terms. It just kind of made me feel like, you know, it doesn't matter what this is. That's my interest. And if other females or other males have those same interests, great. It's really brought me a lot closer to a lot of colleagues. Another great point of is it about the label or is it about what do I need at that exact moment? Right. I love that. Such good points. And I mean, I'm working in intralogistics too, of course, but I'm not working in the technical side. I'm more in the learning and development side. So of course, I'm a bit more surrounded by females because it's traditionally a part of a company where more women work. So I find it really interesting how you shared your perspective from, hey, I usually work with a whole bunch of men and how I, working with a whole bunch of women, still can say, oh, I have 
the same experiences sometimes and I can relate to what you're sharing. Right. Let's take a look at you some time ago. If your 20-year-old self could see you today, what would she tell you? What do you think? Oh, geez. Um, well, 20-year-old Nicole sitting in an engineering lab at Michigan State University with, again, mostly men there would be very proud. She would say, I knew you could do it. And I think she would also say, well, keep on going, Nicole. Yeah, you never know what's coming for you and what's waiting for you. Right, exactly. Man, now I wish I could meet 20-year-old Nicole, too. Oh, geez. Yeah, she was... Uh, She was a lot less tired back then. <laughs> <laughs> Who couldn't relate to that? Okay, let me do a little summary here. From what you shared so far, I learned a lot about realization today. I specifically remember how complex it is, how many different departments and teams have to contribute so that in the end there can be a great fulfillment center the way that we said we're going to deliver it. What stuck with me also is how important communication is, especially since you're not the first person to point it out. Everybody I'm speaking to, to some extent, says, hey, communication is super important here. I find that interesting that it keeps coming up and up again. I was amazed to hear how you keep the overview over all the things that need to happen and how, of course, there will always be problems, but you keep your side on solving them one by one so that in the end you get everything done with all the people involved and it's finished and we can say, we did that and it's done and it contributes to all the people at home that want to order something online. I loved how you described all of that. Thanks. It is pretty cool to think about that not one single project will ever be the same as the other. I mean, you can have a very similar design, but you will never have the same step-by-step, day-by-day process. You can have a similar process, but every single project is going to have its own way of doing things. And at the same time, they may be different, but we always get to the finish line. And it's really cool to be a part of such a complex, cool dynamic and be able to deliver such a an interesting system yeah I can see why yeah. <laughs> and I love how the way you just smiled while you said that like you were going through it and like explaining how you feel about that and then in the end you were giving a little smile about that which of course people can't hear but that's why I wanted to tell them because it was really I can feel that you mean that and that just as you said before I can tell you like learning and growing from your projects. I do. Yeah. I I would say my biggest thing is is I like seeing the team start out as strangers almost. I mean, you're not going to work on every project with the same team. So you have new people start at TGW. You have people mm -hmm. that you've never worked with on a project. You'll never have the same group. And it's always so cool to see not only where the project starts and ends, but how your team starts and ends. Oh, another great part of your job. Okay, Nicole, this has been so nice and so interesting and also fun listening to you, listening to your experience, the way you think about your work. I won't let you go just now because I want to do a final round of quick questions. Ready? I'm ready. <laughs> sure. I think so. 
I'm a little nervous now, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you don't have to be nervous. Let's see. Give me a quote you find inspiring. So I don't know if this is a famous quote or if it's just something my mom told me growing up, but my favorite quote is, just one small positive thought or comment in the morning can change your whole day, but it can also change someone else's entire day. That's really nice wisdom from your mom. I think it was from my mom. So credit to your mom. Yeah. What's your guilty pleasure at work? It might sound funny, but I love receiving business cards from other companies and handing out my <laughs> business card. I just remember watching TV shows or movies when I was a kid and thinking, wow, these people must be so cool and important if they have their own business cards. And I do still kind of feel like a little kid when I get to hand out my business card. Wow, I can totally relate. Like, I remember being a kid, too, and like seeing movies and people hand out cards and you're like, wow, that looks cool. And I remember the first time I got cards to hand out and I was like, wow. I know. I'm the same way. I mean, still, it's I've been here for almost four years and I still do get excited getting to hand them out. (laughs) Yeah, maybe everybody feels like that. And it's just one of those things nobody talks about. It might be. Yeah. And now we've revealed it. Yeah. (laughs) Tell me something strange you saw while working. Well, I do think I could probably write an entire novel of strange things I've seen on a job site. (laughs) But I do think the strangest thing out of them all was the day we were told to work from home until further notice because of a nationwide pandemic. I still remember that day and thinking, oh, well, I'll work from home for two weeks max. And now we're going on three years and it's created a whole new culture of of the hybrid working place. And I know it started out bad hey, work from home, you can't see anyone or talk to anyone because of whatever this illness is. But now it's created a whole new culture of you can work from home half the time. You can work from the office half the time or you work from the office 100 percent or you work from home 100 percent. It's just created this whole new culture where you just have a flexibility to really be yourself at work. And it gives you a lot more flexibility I know I found that there are some days working from home is great for me if I'm on a, a task-driven activity, like creating a schedule. And so I don't have as many distractions. But there's some days when I love working in the office because I'm face-to-face with people and you get a lot more done there. It's all about balance. Definitely not a short answer and not a quick <laughs> question, but a very important answer I feel like and so interesting because I feel like right now if you look back it's like three years later from retrospective you're like oh yeah pandemic happened and like we got over it but like thinking back to that day that people told you by the way there's a pandemic stay at home don't leave home we don't know what will happen that probably is one of the strangest things that we lived through right I still think about it and it's almost a blur (laughs) yeah yeah I agree sadly all things come to an end at some point I could keep going with you for a while to be honest because it's easy to talk with you I love the way you talk about things and share your perspective and yeah I just enjoy listening to you I hope our listeners do too but at some point I need to let you go back to your very complex work 
So do you have any famous last words for saying bye-bye to our listeners? Yeah, I think my biggest thing I think about when I'm having a bad day and the problems keep adding up on a project, my thoughts always say, if there's no struggle, there's no progress. You can overcome any small obstacle and you can overcome any big obstacle. Listen carefully. That sounded like a bit of wisdom for everyday life. Nicole, it was really, really great talking to you. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for your time, Tina. I had a blast. This podcast is produced by Mantastic. As the Global Learning and Development Department at TGW Logistics Group, we care about making learning an experience. If you found this episode valuable, share it with colleagues and friends and give us a review. We'd love to hear feedback. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on further episodes. To connect with us, drop us a message at mindtastic at tgw-group.com You can also check out our show notes for more information. Tina, any last words? Until next time, keep learning and growing. Bye.